0: So this week, here in the coil there was a MySis. so uh, there was uh, an exciting discussion about halakha l'maysa. What was the question? The question was, bugs in the water. Someone finally got around to taking the cup of water, looking at the water, and lo and behold, he found what, uh, by the... Uh, all appearances appear to be a bug. So now the shaila is this brought the the old question back the old controversy. It's uh, almost uh, twenty years old. Tavshin Samach Dalid Berach two thousand and four. So uh, it brought this question back uh, in a very practical way. For most people, before 2004, maybe for many people even afterwards, it feels abstract because the average person doesn't really notice anything in the water. But then, and now here in the title as well, there are those that say that if you, you're looking and you know what you're looking for and you can actually pretty much see it, then it's not uh, not a myth. It's not uh, It's not one of those mythical creatures. You can actually see it right so i mean what we saw was is it was essentially a small white thing but if you magnify it then you know uh, you've seen other pictures of what it looks like magnified so you realize that uh, it's essentially the same thing so among uh, chabad rabbanim when this question came up so there are two rabbanim that wrote or at least two that wrote barichas here in crown heights there are two that wrote barichas to be mater. so that's heller who wrote uh, published his kuntres in the ur journal and then again, and uh, Senator Bazdaba also wrote a conscious, although I think it was just uh, maybe uh, published uh, as a booklet at the time. I think it's harder to get a hold of right now. On the other hand, you have two other upon American Heights that uh, Taka Aserd, Taka although uh, as far as I know, neither of them wrote, ever wrote anything uh, at length, ever really got into it and explained their uh, justification. It seems more like they were expressing the fact that they're joining, they're signing on to what all the other rabbis from other neighborhoods are saying. Uh, and overall, it seems that in the, most of the from worlds, the Haredi, Haredi, so-called Haredi worlds, it's been unknown, it's been accepted that you have to filter the water, you can't drink uh, tap water, whereas in Karnaids, sort of depends which Rav uh, you follow. So in this share, I would like to present and give a bit of an intro, an overview, whatever you want to call it, into the uh, issues involved here. As a basis, I was using uh, what Rav Heller wrote, and as as I said, the direction he's heading in is more lacula, but I will quote from others as well to provide a certain balance, and beyond the specific discussion about water, there are a lot of important uh, general basic you say this here relating to bugs in general and what exactly does it mean when we say a bug that's us So it's important to at least familiarize ourselves with these zinyana. With these and young. and there, the discussion really divides itself into a number of categories, a number of sub-discussions, and we'll try to tackle them one by one. So the first question is, the most obvious question, which we're going to focus on now, is, okay, let's say there's something here. There's something in the water, and that something is, by uh, most definitions, what we call a sharetz. But al what is the gather of a sharetz, al specifically in terms of size? How big does something have to be for halacha to recognize it as a sharetz? Let's start from, let's start with the, the most obvious case. Let's say it's completely invisible to the naked eye. Right? So I'm sure most or all assume and know that oh, we don't pay attention to microscopic things. But, uh, but let's just not let it pass. Let's actually take a look. Where does this idea come from? Where does this idea that we ignore microscopic thing, microscopic things, where does that emerge from? Right? So we all know that Taylor doesn't uh, pay attention. But there's no early mucker for this. Why is there no early marker for this? Because the early mucker didn't take into account things that are microscopic to the extent that they didn't even uh, talk about it, address it, discuss it, say that we don't care. It's just not there. Only the last few hundred years, so that's when, they, when the scientists or pre-scientists started inventing devices for magnif- magnification. So, for example, uh, the microscope, in the, it was invented in the 1600s. And once that was invented, so then it was just a matter of time. Of course, things were slower back then. So, but as the decades went on, people started uh, turning the microscope on different objects around them and started noticing different things that had never been noticed before. Now, when did this start affecting? When did this reach the world of halacha, halacha discussions? So, there's a very interesting sefer called Sefer Habris. What is the Sefer Habris? So, the Sefer of the British was written by someone by the name of Arf Pinchas Leo Horowitz. He passed away in Poland in Tufk of Payal of 1821, so around the time in the middle of Rebbe. And he was Machaber the Sefer, which is a Teredik a Sefer, but it's extremely, what can call, it, eclectic. Muna, halacha, Musr, Kabbalah, science, philosophy, technology, all kinds of stuff going on in the Sefer, very unusual Sefer. So, he printed it first in 1797 anonymously. And became a bestseller immediately, and then he printed an expanded edition in 1807, and I guess maybe that's when he put his name on it. At some point, so it became clear that he was the author. So in the first section of Sefer Abris, this first section is called Ksav Yehoshua. So there's 18 chapters that go through nature. Explaining nature. Elements, whatever as they were understood at the time. He goes through all the fields of science, astronomy, geography, botany, zoology, physics, anatomy, medicine, music. He has something to say about all of that. Um, he even sometimes goes off into new technological inventions. He'll explain how certain new machines, certain new devices work. He speaks about vaccines, one of the earliest from to mention the cowpox vaccine, which we, we already discussed in the past. And it's a mixture. He's quoting swarm but he's also quoting more uh, recent uh, discoveries, advances in science. And the alien has to sort of thread his way, especially in cases where it seems to be a student So he has his way of how he uh, works it all out. So very interesting personality. He essentially printed and imported into the, the entire world, the world of Svartim. He imported a lot of up-to-date scientific information, but it wasn't coming from a direction of Haskalah that wasn't his agenda but a totally different and unique uh, perspective, and in fact, the rest of the Sefer is all about uh, Hashem, uh, Hashem, his Shittis and, Hashem. and the Sefer overall was very much accepted in the firm world and was very influential, just uh, now, Heichal there's someone wrote an article pointing out the influence of the Sefer on the Torahs of uh, Reb Nachman Abbaslav, the different places where he makes observations about the world around him, and someone went through, through them and to realized that there's a lot of uh, parallels between Sefer Abris and, uh, so, which makes sense. That was, uh, if you're a little more curious and interested in things like this, that would be a Sefer you would look at. So, in Sefer Abris, back to microscopes, in Sefer Abris, Chelek Aleph, which is called Ksav in May which is called Mayne Beish, in Pere we find the following comment. He says, as I am already speaking about vinegar and he was just speaking about it in a more scientific context. He says, I want to make a comment to the reader. You have to know that all chayimetz, chayimetz yayin, chayimetz sheicher, or whatever, whichever uh, liquid fluid the chayimetz is derived from, it's mole teloyim ketanim bedake It's actually full of small teloyim, and you won't see it by looking at it. But, he says, if you put it in a clean jar and you put it on the window where the sun is shining, then you could see it b'chosh, b'ayin yafa, you won't need any magnification. And you'll see all around the edge, on the top, are that you can see they're not uh, static, there's a lot of movement going on there. And he says, why is that? The way he explains it, the way he understands it is, is that vinegar, by definition, the way he, he understood it at least, is it's sort of molding, yes, apesh. So if there's iposh, so automatically there's tail And uh, he says it wouldn't help to filter it, to run it through cloth, because if the vinegar is going through, that means the tail lime also going through. The vinegar and the tail are essentially one and the same. He's using flowery language, the they go together. So he says, therefore, if you put the vinegar on something, so then, until, so he doesn't spell out the halacha, but the halacha would be that in the vinegar itself it might be fine. But once you put it on the food, he assumes that it's parash that it already separated from the source. But now it became a ha so you would have a problem. And of course, this is going to be a, a very important topic here, when a sharetz is born in a certain place, and when, when does it start having a din of sharetz? But this idea that, in many cases, it doesn't have that din until it actually is punish. So he concludes, until you cook the chaymets, so that way you kill the tila. Now, what's he talking about? What do we know about this today? So if you look it up, you'll find different articles. I don't take responsibility for uh, all the science here, but uh, the way it's explained is, the way it's understood today is that in the vinegar, naturally uh, produced vinegar, you'll have something called the vinegar eel. Now, an eel, of course, is a much bigger creature. These are not actually eels, but they're they're tiny, and they remind you of the eel, so that's how they got their nickname, the vinegar eel. And it explains that uh, vinegar is acetic acid and water and... uh, during the fermentation process, these vinegar eels, which are really worms called nematodes, uh, they feed on the live bacteria and the yeast culture that's there in the vinegar. So it doesn't sound like it's mama or direct. Uh, not that I looked into the people. It doesn't sound like it's as a direct uh, result the way Sir wrist made it sound. But they're definitely they definitely show up. Um, so you can find you can find them in unfiltered vinegar. They're about 1/16th of an inch, two millimeters. Um, and you say apple cider vinegar would be a particularly good example of where you could uh, see these if you wanted to. You can do an experiment, and, uh, and you can actually see them show up. These were discovered in 1656 by a fellow by the name of Pierre Borel And, of course, nowadays, you look it up, uh, even though they're harmless, but United States law is such that you cannot sell vinegar that contains these uh, vinegar eels, so you have to filter and pasteurize it, boil it. Uh, so you make sure that way you destroy the bacteria and the yeast culture, and thereby you also destroy these creatures that, that uh, thrive off of that. Now, if you go back to getting back to the safe herbivores, he didn't actually spell out quite clearly that there's a microscope. Involved, but if you look up Pierre Borel, you'll see that that was literally Pierre Borel's whole uh, thing. He, uh, he just went around with a microscope and looked at things, and then he wrote about it. And uh, he wrote a book uh, called in Latin, uh, basically uh, a century of microscopic observations. And he just literally went around and looked at stuff, described what he saw. And I've seen it said that that's where he described his discovery of the insects in vinegar. In fact, it's also said that he uh, looked at blood and he saw what he thought were worms in the blood. And then a couple of years later, they figured out that those are actually the blood cells. So that's how blood cells are discovered in the blood. So that's where this information came from. In the 1600s, for the first time, someone looked with a microscope, saw these uh, creatures. Turns out in that case, he was correct. Till today, we recognize that those are, in fact, little Schotzen. Um, and the Sefer Abris is basing himself on this information, and he's adding that there actually is a way to see it with your naked eye if you put it in a certain place. So he's the one introducing this new information, this revelation, and coming to some halakha conclusions. So their famous response to the Sefer Abris is in the Binas Adam. Right? So the Binas Adam is. Why would I have to cook it? They have little and i cook the little Um... Well, I think in this case you're boiling it and you're filtering it. But that's let's that's not uh, get, go off into that whole uh, topic of when it's within the forwardish. Maybe we'll get to that in the, another part. So um, so the famous response to this is from the Bina Sadam. Right, he said clearly, boil it and then filter it. So that's the chila, then tasan If you're Masanin first, it's not gonna help. You boil it, then you can give us some. So the famous response comes from the bina sodam. The bina sodam is of course the Chayadam. The Chayadam is an er and then there's the iyunim, or it's called nishma sodam, and then the other day it's called chachmas Adem, and the iyunim are in the bina sodam. I already mentioned the bina sodam last year in a share about tefillah uh, b'tziver. That the Bina Saddam, he quotes that quotes the Bina Saddam as saying that an Avul could go to shul to hear Kaddush and Kaddush. Ibn Khamir was disagreeing with him, and that came down to what the gather of Tilavit was. So anyway, a lot of people point to the Bina Saddam as the first source, uh, pushing back and saying we don't rely on microscopes. So if you look at the Bina Saddam, we'll see it's not quite exactly how he said it. So in the Bina Sodom, Mr. he says, What's the story with the Chaymits? Shekasa echad Sefer Abris. That it's it turned out in this butter that you can't have chaymat without teilaim, And the way he paraphrases it is, microscope. <speaking> so you'll see that the chaymat is full of teilime. And he wrote, therefore, now to have chaymetz. even if you filter it, it's not enough. Even if they the bag of dak and the only solution is to first boil it and then to filter it. So B'nai responds and says, Tshuva, what he says, MashaKosav of Lesser, Choymetz, Hevelhu, ridiculous. Because The Torah says, with the Nazir, Choymetz, Yai, and the Nazir can't have Choymetz. So the Torah is pretty much saying, Let everyone else can have Choymetz. And it says in the Rus, But to vault pitech b'chaymet. Part of the conversation, part of the dialogue, is uh, to dip the bread in the vinegar. Now, why would the Torah not spell out? If Stam Choymetz is a problem, why would the, the Torah not say anything? Why shouldn't it say, it should have said, <laughs> or maybe not the Torah? <laughs> we should have had a tradition for thousands of years that you always have to boil the vinegar. Okay, so he has a general uh, argument. You know, can't be if the Torah said it's fine. Okay. And then he adds something interesting. He says, and you can't say that he means that there are in the is potential. Tater. So if that's the problem, I'll explain in a second what he probably means. If that's the problem, then we shouldn't eat eggs either. Because the Sefer writes that if you zoom in, if you look at a, the Zerah, of them, under a microscope, you'll see many people, this is a, a belief, a concept that's mentioned in a lot of uh, sperm and books for that period of time, that uh, supposedly if you look inside, a, I think also he doesn't mention, but uh, you look inside a seed, you see the fruit, you look inside the zara, you see the person, he mentions you look inside the egg, You'll, uh, you'll you'll see a chicken. You look you, you, mamish, you know, zoom in. So why? We shouldn't eat eggs anymore because there's really a little chicken inside the egg. A microscopic chicken. So the same way we don't say that for eggs. We shouldn't say that for the Te'loyem Bekayach in the Chayimetz. So it's nonsense. The Te'loyem only answered what's Bekayach. No, they're not asking what's Bekayach, only what's Bekayach. Now what's he talking about? Why is he talking about Bekayach and Bekayach? So I think he simply, that was how he was trying to grasp and comprehend what a microscope is and what the microscope is showing. And it seemed, seems that the, the Chayyadim couldn't uh, imagine that there were actually little at this mitziah, that there's tiny bruim that you can't see. His understanding probably was that things only exist on the plane of uh, what we're, we're able to see once you're once you're zooming in that much so that reminded him of the the person the Adam or the chicken in the microscopically in the egg so if you're seeing if you're telling me you're seeing tayloeb in the microscope uh, in the vinegar mu that's the same category that's also b'kayach uh, that you're seeing so he's responding but in Lafi his Havana. So that can't be it. And he says, "Oh, but he did say that you're able to see it in the sun." So, being a um, essentially has the same conclusion that we have. It has to be something you can see. Okay. Oh, Seferi said you could see it. So he says, "Okay, fine. If you can see it, that's already a din in Shulchan Arach. The Bais already brings from the reign of Yeruchem. So, starts off in the Khaymat, It's still fine. Now the question is, perishu, once they leave the vinegar, what's the halakhic definition of perishu? There's different uh, levels you could think of. So, in perishu, if they went into the air, that's perishu. But that's still not perishu. And he gets into this barichus. So, the Sefer said, that the second you put it in a dish, that's already perishu. The Bina Sotam is responding and saying... This did is a a dynamic says. If it says there, there's a whole discussion. And basically the maskana is is that it has to literally leave it all together and go out into the open air. But now if it's being transferred from food to food, shouldn't be a problem. Gets into that variachas, and he concludes: after Remavar the Minatayra, as long as it wasn't Pedishligamre, which means kli that's his definition, that it's mutter. And that was what he was trying to prove. That has to be kli So seeing it in the sun. It could be a, as a Din Sharetz down the road, but right now, in the Chaimetz, it still doesn't have a Din Sharetz that's Aser. So what's the only problem now? The only problem now is that if you could see it, if you could look at it and you see the it looks like Shratzim, mm-hmm. then in the and you're not allowed to eat it because of Baal ba- to Totally different issue, nothing to do with Shratzim. But you're not allowed to eat disgusting things. So if it looks disgusting, if you're able to see the bugs, even if they weren't paidish and it's not a Din sharats. It's still baltashaktsu. So he says, in this case, that's not a problem either. Because baltashaktsu is only if you could talk a see it. And the way he explains that you have to put it on the windowsill to see it. So that means that in an ordinary situation, you take the chayimits and you put it in your foods, you're never going to see it. If you're never going to see it, there's no baltashaktsu the either. There's no shadow, there's no baltashaktsu. The you're good to go. And it's a gemara. Ravina said about the fish, about the worms and the fish, that the... Uh, just serve it to me in a way where I don't see it and I can swallow it without seeing it and uh, you know, whatever you don't know it doesn't hurt you. Yeah. Now she says, If I see them, I'll be disgusted. If I don't see them, I won't be disgusted. And then the Bina concludes and says, No one ever said anything. They use vinegar in their food and they don't check. Uh, he says, in fact, it's the opposite. You should be or not to filter it. Because if you filter it, that might be considered Uh, uh Maybe it was pittish for chazar. I mean, it's hard to really separate it, but could be for a moment there it went out, it went back in. So better not to filter it than the mess with that. That was the binas autumns response. So we see that his conclusion was the opposite. So this first shayla came up of being cheshish to microscope and he said not to. But I wouldn't say, it doesn't seem quite like he had a fully articulated uh, explanation, idea, but why we should ignore things in a microscope. And then I noticed, after I went through this, I noticed another article articles so that most people just quote the Binah Saddam, I saw someone point out that, hey, it doesn't really seem like he's saying quite uh, what he's being made out to say. Some also point to another very relatively early mocker, and that's a safer called maeri er by Aaron Worms. He was the maod of the Shagas Arya Mitz. Now, some people... Uh, some people say we shouldn't quote uh, the Baron of Worms because maybe uh, he started off orthodox, but by the time he was finished, maybe he wasn't. At that point, France, was, uh, France and Germany were really uh, sort of going off uh, the deep end where from is concerned. Someone actually wrote an entire article, in Senu, uh, Volume 3, a whole article about the, uh, the attitude to the Baron of Worms and his mask there is that uh, it's all a mistake, misunderstanding, he's fine. Okay, so in the Mareydi or Tavkovsadagalaf, in the section called Kan Tahar, on so Chulin, so he has a comment there. He writes, "You can only see." So here's being a little more direct. These are things you can only see with some kind of magnification. So we have to say, um, "Because the Vart is, is that they only can." His understanding is they can only exist in here. So in Mele, there's never a chashash parish. Because the only way these things, these tiny little things, can survive is from the climates v'kameh shasvivoi. So the second uh, it loses that, it's always uh, buried. It dies, it can't be rechish, it never has its own independent existence. But if they are visible, he says, then you're going to have a problem, and he goes off to discuss that. And again, it seems to not be quite what we're saying, what we understand. He's not saying... hmm, disappear... So uh, he seems to be saying that it never has its own independent mitsiyas as a sharetz. Uh, at some point, if you separate it, it can, it can exist. If it never exists separately, so apparently he's saying that uh, never quite got the, the identity of a sharetz. So he's not saying that they some don't have shivus. It seems like a technical thing. His understanding was is that they can't really exist on their own. That's also not correct. Comes right there from when you think about it. You just assume that anything that uh, is large enough to be visible, that is able to go out and survive. It's so tiny; it just seems like it's so. Uh, you know, it doesn't have its own kaya. That's Not how it works. But you see, each one in their own way is trying to explain why we should Why we should ignore it. The first one to to express it in the way we know it today, is the L'Chayir of Shlema So Shlema is a tshuva printed in Shalzot Shuvah's Tuv Tam Vadas, dure a in Gimel. So he's talking about um, certain grain and certain bugs, and the question was, someone thought maybe we should first grind them and then take a magnifying glass, and then we'll see if there's anything inside. And he says Rebecca of Emden suggested this. What? So grind them, it'll be harder, I guess it'll be harder to look at it before you grind it. It's hard to figure out what's going on. So first grind it, then you have, it's it's packed, tightly together. Then you take a magnifying glass and you see if it's there, if it's not there. That was what someone suggested. So he says <laughs> because and you shouldn't make a speck you're putting it in the grinder you don't know what you're, whether what you see when it comes out is the same as what came in He gets into that as to why he thinks that would be a case when you do say that you can go, go about your business and then check and when you don't say that basically he says in this case it's clear the only reason why you're doing this is because you want to check for the bug. so that's your whole cabana so that's considered which you shouldn't do and then he says in, about the checking with the mag with a glass. Shame the uh, Ak of Emdin. A Nidali Klal. The B'dika le Shaya chrakba med de ha badika lo adam. Badika by definition is something that every person should be able to do. Maybe part of this is informed by how common it was to have a magnifying glass uh, in those days. Obviously today. Uh, anyone could buy uh, any device they want. But back then, part of what he's saying is is that, you know, anyone can check the regular way. This is a derech rachim. You're going to check with a, with a magnifying glass. So, in actual bedikah hatter that would not work coolant. And he says, it's not just, I'm not, not just that I'm saying that it doesn't work coolant. The reality is that otherwise we should also be machim. for example, the mumchim say that if you look at water under a oh, we'll schochis, we'll see bugs in the water. And if we look at a sakin shoshita, shchita, the shchita knife, which is supposed to be smooth, without any bumps, but you look at it under magnifying glass, you'll see many bumps. It's not uh, perfectly smooth uh, when you look at it under magnification. And of course, this is something we never cared about, and never looked into, never concerned con- con- us. So that it's not a re'i'elahachmer. It's not a ila that it's not a re'i'elahachmer. He says, then, oh, also, another time, maybe besirchus, shchita, maybe we should start uh, looking at sirchus uh, under a magnifying glass to see if there's a hole. Clearly, that's not part of halacha. We don't use this uh, in, in halacha when we need to check something or we need to, when we need to know that something appears to be complete, etc. So that's how he expressed it. After him, around the same time, Shik also about water. So he says, on the one hand, if there's a miya tamatzui, you're supposed to, which is uh, its own discussion. If there's a mei matsui you're supposed to check. On the other hand, water from the Gemara and Aruch seems like it's not matzui lahasliya. Why? Because the whole discussion is whether you can drink water at night from uh, from here, from there. There's uh, maybe there's an aluka. Uh, so you know, uh, in the in the water, it doesn't sound like there's any filtering involved there. But that's not a, that's not a conclusive riot because different places could be different. I mean, there probably are wells which are wormier. So this is what he says: If you're drinking by day, and in a cup where you can the be you can look, you can see, and you'll be able to see whether there's something there or not. So if you don't see. You don't, you, don't, you don't have to keep on checking, maybe there's a, a title of in it. So he trots out this line, it's not for Malachi Asharis. You're supposed to look with your own eye. So if you're so just looking at it, taking a, a, a glimpse at it, should be enough, and you don't need to filter. So medina, uh, you don't have to, and that's what most people do, but still, Mishum Zahiris already back then, the Yedih Hashan used to filter. Khalila though, to say that whoever is not is an Avarian, that's not... And this is, of course, to the, uh, the question we have today. And especially by Rikhs we have from the Aruch HaShulcha, which is where these Nyanam are discussed. First, he quotes the Chach Masadam that said that it's a problem to filter the Chaimetz because maybe that stuff, you're causing it to be Pirish. He disagrees with that. He says, there's no early mucker that says to be careful. You have to filter, not to filter. It sounds like filtering is always good. So it must be that we're not going to start being concerned about something that we can't see. We don't know if the filter is making it being peyish for chayza. So don't assume. And then he says, "I saw the one who quoted Chachmi Teva about the magnifying glass and the chayimets and the teilaim." So first of all, it's talosh, right? So if it's mechuber, then the sharet right away is a problem. If it's talosh, or it's not a sharet. it's, a shayat, it's a until it's peyish. That's where the this term, the terminology of peyish comes from. So the vinegar itself, right away, not a problem then I heard that water especially in rainwater, water that is full of brim, dakim, that no one can see and when I was a kid I heard from someone who was far away and he saw a magnifying glass or a microscope that magnified it tens of thousands of times and he saw all the creatures in the water that was I guess the best information uh, he was able to get but that's what he heard so I was like how could we drink water they, they were seemingly uh, here all along it says, If not, the chaykim say that the air is also full of bruhim dachim and adachim. And when you open your mouth, he's the one who brings this line. You open your mouth, you're swallowing them. So first, he says, Which maybe is a play on words with the mouth, but at first, it sounds like he doesn't believe them. If you don't see it, not a problem. But whatever you could see, a that's as long as you could see it, it should be Sharat's Gamma. That's why he continues you have to be careful, Taka, uh, with water from the ground, because then there could be Zvuvim Ktanim, Telaim Khtanim, then it's a problem. That's why you have to filter the water. And there are many mo- other roots. Right. And water generally should be fine, but if you know there's a well that's infested, so then you have to filter. What is the of seeing is that you can see... That we're getting to next. Yeah. So we're starting with the basics of things you can't see at all, and then we'll get to the you know, thornier questions of things that you can somewhat see. So many others wrote along these lines, it can't be matter fish, where the scales are only seen under magnifying glass, uh, holes in the oreo, as we mentioned, bumps on the knife, uh, something on the acidig. Uh, and the Sefer Torah. These are all different chubas that have been written in the last 100-200 years, and each one, in their own way, essentially says, or at least most say, in most cases, that uh, we don't uh, take that into account. And it's even related to killing the lice on Shabbos, because the famous kasha is, the Gomorrah says, that they don't reproduce. And seemingly science says that we can see that they do reproduce. So some of the Haredim today want to explain that this process of reproduction only takes place on a more microscopic level. So it's as if that process doesn't count. And uh, whatever we see is that they just uh, seem to just uh, appear they, uh, without any primitive. Uh, uh, so that is also using that same idea. So again, this is all Khaira. Fairly partial. I just wanted to expand on that a bit, a, a bit. Now we get to the main question. Assuming you have to see something, what does it mean to see it if it's a tiny black dot where well, you can see absolutely no detail? Is that already considered seeing, or do you have to literally see the shape of a bug and say, "Oh, it looks like a bug"? So if you start looking into this question. That's when you—that's when all agreement starts breaking down already from this question. So if you look, for example, in Uri Shitov issue, Lamed which was from Tafshin Samach Dalad. In the same issue, you have uh, ten articles about Shetals, and then you have uh, four articles about the bugs in the water. It was a uh, confluence. They all uh, came in at the same time. For those who remember. So that's when most of those who wrote about it, they wrote about it right away. Uh, Heller wrote about it a few two years later in Samach Vov, and then again, Tavshin Ayyem Bez, in Madura Basra. So the same Reb Chaim that we quoted in last year about websites on Shabbos, so Chaim Aberlander is also one of those who wrote there about the water. So this is the way he presents this issue. He says, often you have a tiny dot, looks like dirt, but with a magnifying glass you see that it's a bug. So Hamas and who's notorious for being the biggest machmir and everything bug-related. So he quotes M'shleim and Ayabach, that's still considered visible. That's uh, that's the st- that's the stance he takes, all the way on that end of the spectrum. The uh, otherlander responds. and says to me, it seems like a chiddush. Part of the the l'malach Shares means that five hundred years ago, when they didn't have magnifying glasses, no one could ever have had any way of knowing what this dot really is. So they would have eaten it, and they wouldn't be chayishish. So now, all of a sudden, we were being chayishish for the same thing. They they weren't chayishish for because we have this uh, magnifying glass. The ma'isa person can't see it. So if you look at Shemir Shabbos Kul Chasa, this is the way it quotes Rishlam Zaman Erebach. It's a bit different. It says, regarding the aphids on the citrus fruits, I heard from Rishlam Zaman first he said, if you can't see the chayos, you can't see the rechisha, you can't see bug-like behavior, something that looks like a bug is in action. Reshlem HaZalman that's not sharetz ha it's because we describe a sharetz, sharetz ha So the, the shritzah is part of it. Then he's been saying, that's not sharetz but then, after a while, Shlomo Zalman Arabach changed his mind. Why? Because first he heard from the Mekaravim, the Chaz that he was chayshish for these aphids on the citrus fruits. And then he heard after a while, Ahazbar, that in these aphids, good for these different stages in the aphids' life. And at some stage, maybe an earlier stage, you would be able to see them moving around a little bit if you looked at it. So, it seems like Shlomo Zalman really agrees in principle that if your naked eye uh, can't see that it's rechishah sasharetz, it's fine. What's the story with those aphids? So that's, even if you can see that it's a, a bug, or maybe you don't see the rechisha because part of the din is that it has to move like a bug. Choshikayin, if it wouldn't occur to you that it's a sharetz, all you see is a should be rimotr. Then he quotes the Shul Shevet Levi, which is like a big source in this discussion. The Shevet Alavi Chelag Zion Simkuf Chaveis was Matir. and he wrote the kudus Kaelu Nidim You can see on Paris and in water thousands of dots, and there's no difference between these dots and regular dots that are not Shatzim. So bizarrely. You're, what, you're, what you're seeing with your eye is not causing the problem. It's only what you're seeing through the glass that's causing the problem. I go, hey, Some if that's, the, if, that's, if that's what's going on here, then there's no isser. And Then Abelander actually brings in this vort about lice on Shabbos, but he adds an extra twist. He says, this whole Ahrenamer uh, saying, oh, you can't, see, you, you can't see the lice until they're uh, born. not true. The eggs of the lice are called nits, right? You have someone who has lice in their hair, so you're looking for a lice. You're looking for nits. Obviously, the nits are visible. So why are we saying that uh, that whole process is not visible? She says, Until the magnifying glass was invented, it didn't occur to anybody that these nits are really beitsekinim. It looks like dirt. The only way we know that these are the eggs is through the magnifying glass. So that that alone, so this, this is a nice illustration of this vart, that even if it is somewhat visible, but if the, you need the magnifying glass to complete the picture. And, and we see that until that was invented, it never occurred to anybody to make the connection. So that means that the pirecha doesn't actually count as visible. So now Overlander gets to the question of the shutzim in the water. So he says, L'chaideh. You could see something in the water, but Lakhera just looks like a speck, dirt, random detritus in the water. It doesn't look like bugs. Even if you're looking under electric lights. That they're telling us in 2004 that they've been in the water already for many years. And no one noticed it. Rakla Khraina Ide Mikra, whatever it was that discovered it. You need a magnifying glass. This is what it This is what it seemed to me he says when I checked in Williamsburg. So I was like, oh, we could have a whole discussion. Maybe it's not even awesome. But then I heard that in a bar park, they could see it. <laughs> so in bar park, they look like Terry lion, even to the average eye. True, you need extra effort and under electric lights. But that's what they're saying, that they see it. What's the fact the these things are only in New York City or that I did, wasn't, certainly wasn't planning on getting into right now. And, uh, you know, we have four minutes left. So uh, we're not really getting into the water. There's the whole discussion of the water and the source of the water. That's its own uh, discussion for another time. So, and another vert that they say is that the reason why you can't see them so well is because they're already dead. The chlorine already killed them. But if you would see them originally in their original state, you would see that they're there and they're they're squirming and they're crawling. And it would be I. According to Shlomo Zalman's uh, definition, there. So now, that's where that's how he presents. So in the end, he ended up in the half Then he continues to the next issue. Now, if you look at Rabbi Heller, so he starts off also in this Indian, and he brings some Shulchan Aruch, that the uh, the gathering shrotzim is that it's not a sharet. Calls man shalay so it's the crawling, but there's another that goes a little further. So as long as you can see that it's alive, even if it's not literally crawling, and that's not even referring to visible, that's just a gathering in sharetz ha But now if Allah comes and combines these two things and says, that the same way when it comes to the etz and sharetz parts, it has to be a visible sharetz, so about the same thing goes for the shaynetz part. That the 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 Rechisha, the, the also has to be visible, or else that doesn't count as highest and Rechisha. In fact, that, that fits in very nicely with what the, the Shem Alevi said about the thousands of dots. And even R' Shlomo who originally said that you have to be Mavchen, bechayusin and and now the shayla just is with mitzius with the citrus fruits. What's actually going on with them? And that's why some were machmir more there. He says there's also the, there's a whole discussion about mir tamatzay, which is also for Different time. So in the Shazat Shiva, he says that even when you check when there's a Mi'at that's when you have to check. That's only if there are Vade Shuratsim. Now you just don't know if those Vade Shuratsim are here or right not, so now you're checking to see if the Mi'at Amadsoi is present over here. But if the, the thing itself is a Suffolk it's not a Vade Shurats, so then we say Kula. And Ravala says, often a Taz in Sivan which is about the Shuratsim and the water and the Pedas and everything, uh, it says in Sivchas, that culminate paites shedarchem lastly abemechubar. That the wormy while they're attached, so that's much worse. So tas mashma that if it's only masliya betalosh, ain't sortach bedikah. The shochan that you need bedikah. It's be mechubar. That means you don't need bedikah when it's betalosh. So you don't have to check the flower, You don't have to check the raisins to see if there's bugs there. This is only an istera after they're the paitish. So it's a svak Why should you assume that they're paitish already? So what do you see the Taz is saying? The Taz is essentially saying, because you have a Suffolk, if it was Pardish or not, and it's only a problem after it was Padish. so therefore you don't have to check. So over here, we also have a Suffolk. There the Suffolk was if it was Padish. Here the Suffolk is, is it large enough, is it visible enough, that when it moves, you see it. Or maybe you even have both Sveikus. Maybe you have a suffix also if it was Pardish in the water. So... And this is the gang he actually wants to go with. And he concludes this section of his discussion. It doesn't mean that he's saying that that's the the category for these bugs in the water, but that's the first point that he established. And we're going to have to be mamshich another time to the additional points to be built on top of that. And for now, have the chance. Huh? Yeah.